Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast, episode 20. I'm excited to have Stacey on this podcast again. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about surrender. And when you surrender, you open up the path to inspiration. You open up the path to maybe something amazing. So we're just going to talk about how we both surrendered and what that led to. Um, sometimes we have certain expectations about things happening a certain way. And what if we're opening to magic and things happening a totally different way? Stacey, I'm excited about this episode. How are you? I'm really good. I'm excited to be recording with you again. And uh, I like that we're going to dive a little deeper. And just so everyone knows, Stacey is on her third trip to London. So she's actually sitting opposite me as we record this podcast. So we're in the same physical space. Which is pretty cool, right? We usually do a Zoom where we can see each other on camera, but now we'll just sit and have a conversation, buddy. I love it. I love it too. So let's go back to the beginning um, where I innocently joined uh, Clubhouse. thought I was joining a room to support my friend Chet, just to be in the listening lounge. I wasn't planning to talk. And then um, you spoke. And you shared your story and, uh, you know, you were very vulnerable with it. You went deep and so many people talk on Clubhouse and I hear them talk, but not many people are as vulnerable as you are when you spoke your story. So you inspired me to come on stage and just say, wow, Stacey, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. You inspired me. So I came on stage, um, let a few other people speak. And then you came to me and I just spoke and told you how, um, how, how you inspired me just by sharing and how vulnerable you were. How did you feel with that at that moment? I think it's interesting to look back on being on Clubhouse and <clears throat> what I thought it was for me. I, I didn't know that using my voice was something that could inspire people or that could help people. And so when you came on the stage that day, after I had shared my story and um, you kind of opened up like that, it touched you in some way. Um, it was probably one of the first moments where I felt like there was more to the pain, right? Like I had been living in the pain when I joined clubhouse, I was living in the pain of like what had happened with my family. And I didn't know that I could take that pain and turn it into something, you know, it was like all the pieces for me started to fall into place. So it's really interesting because it wasn't like a fleeting moment. It was like a weird beginning to something. So if I'd said to you at the time. You know, when I first spoke, Stacey, you know what? In the next six months, you're going to come and visit London three times. Uh, we're going to create a mentorship program together. We're going to record podcasts together. Uh, you would have probably thought I was a bit crazy, right? 100%. And I think in order to understand the story for me of the surrender process, it started well before that. Um, I was doing a spiritual process with a local church 
where, uh, we were not listening to secular music and, uh, we were focused on like Bible study and prayer. And so I decided to listen to a Christian podcast. It was a recorded sermon and I'm driving on my way to the grocery store and the conversation was about superheroes and that we think that a superhero is someone who wears a cape and flies and has these magical superhuman abilities, but that a real superhero is someone who shows up and helps other people and surrenders to what God wants for their life, meaning your calling. And then the pastor asked the congregation, who wants to be a superhero? And I raised my hand in the car, in the grocery store parking lot. And then he said, if you want to be a superhero, put your hands out, palms facing up and say the words, I surrender God. Use me. So (laughs) I did that. that. (laughs) And, um, my world just turned inside out. It's crazy, Stace. I mean, I, I know your story since that moment. And, um, you know, when you surrender to God in that kind of way, in a full, having the, the full intention of really being of service, you never in, in a million years expected what was to come next. And, um, you know, we're in the process of recording a book um, and actually producing Stacy's book where she tells a lot of her story. And I've seen and heard kind of where you had to get to and where you, what you've been through since then to become the healer you are today. And your the level of trauma you had to get, you had to go through and your ability to turn that into life lessons is really what we're trying to do in the book. 100%. It has been... Um... It has been the most powerful experience this last year um, of cultivating the different things that that we are, but to be this surrendered, you know, has taken time like to let go. And I don't know about any of our listeners, but I'm type A and I want to control everything, right? I'm a Virgo. I'm a planner. I make lists for everything. I I follow a schedule and I want to (laughs) know. And, um, in this season, I could never have known or imagined that all these steps would happen to cultivate this really incredible life experience that I'm having right now. Right. Like, um, So I, you know, I join clubhouse and I'm using my intuitive abilities, but not 
to the level that I know that I'm capable, meaning there's more people who need to be served, right? That we need to help them connect with who they are. And I think my son's story of pain and heartache broke me open to realize that I still had a lot of heartache and I was manifesting a life that wasn't me showing up as who I'm meant to be doing what I'm meant to be doing. And that's helping people. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting when you know, I hear your story and how you really turn the trauma you've gone into, into those life lessons to truly figure out who you are. When you surrendered in that parking lot that day, three years ago, whenever it was, you didn't have the expectations. You, you just unconditionally surrendered mm-hmm. and you chose to be of service. Mm-hmm. And when you did that in that moment, you had to go to a rebirth to be the person you are today. You had to shed every part of you mm-hmm. and you're still going through that process. And, um, and let me ask all the listeners, right? If you think about your life and you go through your life, how many times have you had to, has your life changed so radically that you've effectively been going through a rebirth and we hold on to our old selves so much um, when we're going through a rebirth, but I've seen you in the, less than a year that I've known you turn your trauma and use that trauma to truly ask those challenging questions to understand why you went through the trauma to be the person you are today. I have to say at times I've probably been the person asking some of those challenging questions. When we first met, um, none of us had the expectation that we're going to, we're going to have this soul connection to do all these things together. But I did start my connection with you by joining your rooms um, quite often. And just, you you allowed me to expand you by us asking lots of open questions. And I think the first few times I joined your room, every single time I made you cry. Mm-hmm. Wasn't intentional. Um, no, it was, it was thought provoking. And I think, um, you know, I, I cry easily when I go to that soul space, like I can feel everything. And when I'm in the soul space, um, I am much more aware on a deeper level. And for me, this has just been the most mind blowing journey to think about being on clubhouse and the, the steps that have taken place to lead us to where we are. I mean, we've been cultivating a community where people come and have conscious conversations. I would never have thought that I could facilitate in something like that with people that we could be a space where so many come because they feel safe there. Right. And they feel that healing energy that we're putting out there and the beauty of being able to connect with people from all around the world, um, to raise money for an orphanage in Zambia, Africa. Like I was a hairdresser in my basement. 
hiding her intuitive abilities, you know, it's like, it's just crazy. But that's the thing when you surrender and you know, you're going to be of service, then crazy things happen, right? It's that being open to whatever magic looks like. It's, it's not having any expectations. Right. But the flip side is, um, I've also had to surrender some of what I thought was the good stuff. And so I almost feel like surrender has to come with a warning label because I'm in the process of completing the book with you, right? Where we finally have all the chapters laid out and we're really feeling pretty solid about it. And I didn't realize when I came here that the book, like the end of the book wasn't done yet. And so I've been living out some painful things in with the beautiful things. And I'm experiencing the end of a relationship that's been in my life for more than two decades. And I am aware that the surrender, like this is all part of it. But I think it's important that, that when you go through that process and you truly let go, that you're really letting go. Like, you know, you're really being open to whatever it's going to be, because for me, it's blown my mind. And that's the thing that happens, right? Life goes, does go through phases. And when you surrender like that, that's where rebirth is. It is, you know that you're here and everything you've been through has been like your training, but you know you're here to serve. And your old life, whatever it looked like, um, wasn't going to allow you to be in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. So I've seen you go through a lot in the last since I've known you, um, and that's what surrender looks like. That's what rebirth looks like, where you're shedding all the things that don't serve you. Mm-hmm. And humanly, it's difficult because you're holding on to it, right? You, you created this life, the person you talked about that you've known for so many years, mm-hmm. that was your fairy tale, right? That was your, you know, when, when you got married last time, you, you, you fully anticipated that that was your fairy tale. You were you had every, you got everything you wanted, and you're now going to a place of just happiness, fairy tale, whatever you want to look like. Yeah, that was your expectation. And then over the last few months, over the last since I've known you, all of that that you built up, I I I, I see it all just kind of falling away, and it has been that emotional journey for you. But you've known like you've known what your purpose is here. And I love your single-mindedness in, you know, we'll talk about Soul Center in a little while, but you created Soul Center as more than just a club. It's a vision and, you know, single-minded for you. And that means that you've surrendered to be of service. Mm -hmm. But that has had implications for you, right? That has had, let's talk about that a little bit. What has that been like for you? Yeah, I mean, I I think that it's a really beautiful thing to create space for authenticity and vulnerability. 
I think that the perception is that I somehow have control over how (laughs) authentic and vulnerable I am. Um, But for me, I feel like I've spent the last three years of my life living with my heart outside of my chest. Like (laughs) it's exposed and it's, it's real. And I feel blessed to be able to tap into people's souls and, and make that connection. Um, but sometimes it's a lot. I, I have been in a home life dynamic that has been extremely toxic. And I, I don't, I am in no way claiming abusive. It's nothing like that. It's just the energy of the space is toxic. And it's because so much happened in that space. And I feel that I have had to disconnect from what I thought was the fairy tale that's become just unhealthy. And, and the more that I align with my purpose, the more distance there is from toxicity. And then it's interesting, again, when I see your journey, it's that how many people are going through the same thing? And I'm a big believer that you ha- you're going through this so that you can be that mentor, that coach, that inspirational leader to maybe give people hope. Mm-hmm. That if you're in an environment which is toxic, not serving, you know you're here for more. What if all everything you went through was training you to be that person, to guide people, to give people hope that whatever you're going through, what if it is just training for what's coming? I'm yeah, a big and believer I can see, that, I can, I can yeah. see these stepping stones now, right? I can it's see, yeah. I can see the things like we're talking about. I mean, coming to the UK three times, right? And like these things that are validating that what I'm doing is, is important because they've they've happened and surpassed anything I would have expected for my life. Um, but when I Like, like look, at, look the at the whole picture. picture. It's like my whole world has been turned inside out. And um, this book process has been a whole other journey for us, right? We, we finally finished this portion of preparing it and we're taking, taking and I'm saying we, because you've been a huge impact in this we are taking the journey of this portion of my life, right? And we're giving the reader or the listener something to think about for themselves, you know, a life lesson that they can apply. And then a a question that they can ask themselves to go a little deeper in their own journey. 
So there have been some really incredible things. And it's interesting. It's like, for me, this podcast, this one in particular is, I think there's a lot of people going through a lot of change right now. And this is the year to really figure out how you need to shine your light. But to do that, you need to shed a lot of the old you and you're a great example of, of what that's looked like. Um, and we joke about being on a roller coaster and on, on that day, somehow I feel like we had a soul contract where we were meant to work together. Um, when I joined the stage that day, I, I had no idea kind of what I was signing up for too. Right. I had no idea that I was planning to help somebody write a book that wasn't on my list of things I knew I was going to do. Um, you know, I hear lots of people talking about writing a book and was like, okay, that's, that's, that's for you. I know I'm here to serve. I kind of know my voice is my gift and I need to do more. Um, and I know now that we have a soul contract to work together to do some of these things. And I guess my message to the read listeners is you never know what's around the corner if you're open to magic. Mm-hmm. And there's been many times when I've seen you go through what you're going through, it hasn't felt like magic for you but I've also seen you take everything that's happened to you and turn it into a life lesson, turn it into, um, turn it into some kind of purpose. But also it's like when you surrender and just again, maybe just somebody needs to hear this. When you surrender like you do, things can change rapidly. Mm-hmm. And we joke about, you know, being on a roller coaster. So I've seen so much happen. So you go through so much emotion but then clarity all in one day. And it does feel like a roller coaster, right? If I, I joke with you sometimes that, you know, maybe you had a spare ticket on this roller coaster and you didn't, you didn't tell me about the roller coaster and I'm, right. I'm here with you, right? I'm somehow, I'm there meant to be holding space and guiding you through whatever I can do. Um, but yeah, I didn't know I was signing up for a roller coaster, but hey. No, uh, and I, I mean, I don't think I did either. You know, I, I didn't expect things to grow at the pace that they're growing. Um, I didn't, I, for me, there were steps that I had to take to work on myself, to get myself to a place where I could align with whatever it was like for, for me. And once I joined clubhouse and I had started speaking about the pain, then I had the experience of meeting people on clubhouse that were coaches like I was, and we created a course about self-love. And I realized that a lot of people don't even know how to love themselves, let alone take the steps that they can to work on that. And then I went a little bit deeper into my spiritual journey. And like the deeper I went into it, the more I realized that between my intuitive abilities that I've been using behind the chair for decades, my interaction with people and how I've built these relationships with them, right? and my training as a healer that I wanted to do more and I want to help more people. 
And I think that that's what inspired the book was because I'm hoping that it can reach further to people. And there's only so many hours in a day I can use my voice on Clubhouse, right? hundred <laughs> percent. I can relate. I mean, but buddy, like we're, we're trying as hard as we can and to, to um, take this thing that's been cultivated, right? Where we've done clubhouse rooms together, built a rapport. We've seen some cool stuff here, you know, yeah, like yeah, exactly. we've gone on some adventures. Like we've written a book. It's crazy. It's <laughs> like, crazy. We've, like <clears throat> we've done all these things, but I think we're trying to be open to reaching people in whatever way we're meant to. Right. It's putting our expectations to one side, knowing that we're here to to serve, knowing that we, you know, we have the connection that we, you know, we'll, we'll talk about mentoring and coaching on a different episode. But we know that when we're working together, there is a different energy. There's a divine masculine, divine feminine. There's mm-hmm. that. There's that connection that it's like a knowingness in us that this is a soul contract, and we're meant to use this energy to do something different. Um, and it's really. Again, whoever's going through rebirth, whatever that looks like, it's that you are shedding a lot of you, but you're also being so supportive. It's like when I when I when I was so supported by the universe, and when I look at what you've been through, um, and the pain and the emotional state, but then when I look at some of the amazing things that's happened alongside it, it you kind of start to recognize that you have to go through some of this pain. But at the same time, you're being held. And the universe in some way is trying to support you. And again, maybe somebody needs to hear this and realize that through all the pain, there is some, you know, there is some, there is some silver lining, right? There is some things that may that are there to help you and to guide you and maybe, maybe appreciate the love that's around you. And um, it is crazy. Uh, it has been a crazy seven months since we've known each other, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen you change and I've changed too, right? We've expanded together. And it's that, you know, we've changed from kind of knowing what our purpose was, knowing that we're here for more, but actually being so sure that we're here to serve. And that's the beauty of this journey is that if we're open to it, people comes in, come into our lives that we weren't even expecting. I mean, our backgrounds are so different, right? The way we've grown mm-hmm. up is so different. I'm in a totally different country. We talk about this quite often, right? Why are right. we thousands of miles away? But actually, we were meant to meet. And if I see what you've created, and we could talk about Soul Center and the vision, but what you've been through and this, you've just been open to shedding what doesn't serve has allowed you to truly connect your soul to understand so much more why you're here. Yes, and and for that part, I am so deeply grateful because I, I feel so aligned in my purpose. (laughs) I feel so, I feel so much peace in, in who I am. And, um, we can't put a price tag on that. Right. It's not about price, right? It's a soul journey. 
It's a knowingness. It's, it's something that lifts your soul to a level that you know why you're here. Mm-hmm. You recognize. I mean, it's like when we're coaching and mentoring people, we can see them truly start to shine their light. That's what I live for. I mean, I, I'll always talk about my destiny to guide people to their destiny, but really I love people shining their light. But the beautiful thing to me, like even better than like the like learning to shine your own light is like when you truly have that, you really desire to give that to other people. You know, I think there are a lot of people in the world who will say that they feel that, like that um, soul connection. But when you do, it shows, like it just shows. It's like, you can feel it, right? You can totally totally feel it. And when I am using my voice and doing this work, meaning whether I'm doing a reading for someone on Clubhouse, whether I'm taking them into the healing space of my closet, which listeners will have to come to Clubhouse to learn about that. Um, Um, I just have this knowingness, you know, that like spiritual mentorship and, um, and helping people in this way is like giving me life, you know? And it's just, it's like, you can feel it. You can definitely, definitely feel it. It's that when I see you in that emotional space and you're going through, you know, you mentioned the, end, the ending of that relationship, et cetera, and you're in that emotional space and then you join Clubhouse and we have a room or your ability to connect to the soul and leave the human stuff that's going to one side is, is just beautiful. And it's that because you know you're being of service and it's that whatever's happening to you in, in, your, in the human world almost goes to one side and you, you, you're, you're, you're living your purpose and nothing comes in the way of that. Yeah, and I, it's like I try to stay in that space as much as possible, you know? Because I know that I'm grieving. I know that I'm grieving. And so I'm going to feel the emotion. But if I stay too long in that space, I know that I, I know that I'm not serving, you know, so I just have to try to be in that space as much as possible where I'm using my abilities and, um, and showing up for people. And that's really the point, right? We're all here to serve and it's, we're all here to do something. I, I'm a big believer that every soul that chose to be here at this time is meant to do something much bigger than they're doing. And it's that, Maybe that's the question to, to, to all the listeners is what are you, what, what is your purpose? What are you challenged to do? And right now, how are you going to shine your light? I'll always keep my purpose simple because I want to be able to do lots of things. I don't want to limit myself to one thing. So I know my purpose is anyone I connect with, leave them better than I found them. So maybe, you know, there's listeners here that are going through things. And what if you're going through those things 
as part of your journey to truly start to shine your light? What if everything you're going through is your training? And, um, you know, if this is something that you, you want to reach out about, reach out to any one of us, right? We're, we're happy to connect. We have programs that help and support. But I really feel this is about helping people realize this is the time to surrender and truly be open to whatever's coming next. You're a great example who's done that. I feel blessed to be part of the journey that, that we're on. Um, you created, it's like when you talk about creating Soul Center, and uh, Stacey must talk about Soul Center, what that is, but that's a, it's more than a club on Clubhouse, it's a vision. And it's that you have a single-minded focus to, to live a soul-centered life. And you want to be the example for everybody to, to, to live that. What, that. what does that look like? And again, challenging everyone that's, that's listening is if you are going through things, change the way you look at it. What if you're going through things to get you ready for what's coming? What if everything that you're going through right now is serving you in some kind of way? What if it's your training? And what if it's your training to live a soul-centered life? Mm -hmm. So Stace, what does living a soul-centered life mean to you? I think that it means surrendering, right? Because it's letting go and allowing that heart space, that feeling space to lead the way, that intuitive space. And I think being soul-centered means loving yourself enough to trust yourself and, and like listen to the messages that you get. That club is like a baby to me. <laughs> so, so when you created a club, it was a calling, right? You, you were... I mean, you had no idea what a club on Clubhouse, you know, what does that mean? Everyone was creating clubs left, right, and center. It's that. But when you created the club, you kind of, you got the message to create it, right? It wasn't, you didn't really, you know, it wasn't something that you knew you were going to do when you joined Clubhouse. It wasn't right. something you were planning to do, um, but you went and created it. Why did you create it? What was the calling? What was the feeling? I originally just wanted to create a space where people could have conscious heart-centered conversations. Like that was, that was it. I was like, I felt like there wasn't a space that felt authentic and vulnerable in my research and hope I don't offend anyone with that, but that was just how I felt. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, I have a couple people that might want to join and I'm just going to help facilitate in this. And the interesting thing is <clears throat> I suffer from wicked stage fright. So it was kind of funny that I was spearheading something, but I wasn't thinking about, um, leadership or growth or anything of that sort. I was just thinking, I want to make my little corner of the universe, a safe space for people. And I'm not going to worry about what anybody else wants. I'm not going to worry about what anybody else thinks. Cause I did have people critiquing it. Right. Like just kind of giving like, Oh, soul center. Like what's that? And I just kind of like, I kept blinders on and I was just like, no, I'm moving forward with this. And, um, 
I started to cultivate this little community and not only was I drawing in, um, like some cool people to have a conversation with, but I was drawing in other light workers and healers and spiritual people who had a vision similar to mine and wanted to do good in the world. And then we started to grow. And what's interesting is we probably aren't one of the biggest clubs on clubhouse by a long shot, but I just had the message come to me that the thing about our space is that you can't just, um, push a button and get more followers. It's like our growing has to be authentic because that's what the club is. So it's going to be people hearing something that they, that resonates with them in the space and, and staying connected. But we've just built this beautiful little space and, um, it's now turning into more than clubhouse as you know. And it's, it's really, I mean, Clubhouse, we haven't spoken much about this episode. We've, I've spoken about it in previous episodes, but it's a, it's a social media app. It's a social media app where it's different to others. You just, you, it's, it's live, it's talking, it's not visual. Um, you can go and have a conversation. You can talk to like-minded people. It's changed both of our lives. Um, and we've talked about it in previous episodes. But as you say, it started as a club for you on, on uh, Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, you wanted to, you had the intention of creating a loving, nurturing space because you felt that people were going through so much mm-hmm. and you wanted them to have that safe space, that protected space to come and share and to heal. Um, but as, as you talk about, it's become so much more than a club on Clubhouse, right? It's a vision. It's a, it's a, it's a passion. It's a, it's a journey to truly create something bigger. So what is Soul Center for you? What are you, what's your vision for Soul Center? Um, to inspire you to awaken to your soul's purpose. To give everybody space to learn the steps that they need to have the life that they want. I, I didn't understand that that was like, that there was like a formula to that. I didn't understand that there was a way to live my life and look at my life and manifest the things that I want. Um, and so I see, I see us, us as something at soul center that's moving beyond clubhouse it's it's a movement you know we're bringing people to a deeper understanding of who they are we are mentoring mentors um and i think with the book and some other things that'll be happening i think that we're a voice for a community of people that collectively want to make the world a better place. 
How cool is that? That's super cool. <laughs> How cool is that, right? It's that, again, I feel like the planet is going through so much and it's that people are searching for something to truly live a soul-centered life. And what 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 you, what we're trying to create is, is really giving them that. And sure, we started on Clubhouse. Um, I know you have an in-person event coming up, which is your first one. Um, you know, I know you talk about this vision of of having a physical space for people to go to. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk a little bit about your vision, what that might look like? I would, and I will love to see it, the day that Soul Center has locations around the world where you can go and connect in person. We're already working on cultivating that by having a live event in May um, in Baltimore, Maryland. It's May 20th to the 22nd. And that's the first time that we'll be connecting live like that. And so the, the thought process for me <clears throat> is to do these live events more consistently, giving people exposure to us in all different parts of the world. And it would be amazing to be able to do things on a bigger scale to give back in that same way. And then to have locations where people can go and have experiences, whether it's a weekend retreat or a yoga class or, um, a meditation room, you know, to have, um, centers like that globally. And, um, I'm just determined to make my little corner of the world better and, I think as much as I'm trying to plan out like the long term of Soul Center, it's already blowing my mind what it's becoming. And so I'm just again willing to surrender love, to whatever it's going to be. Yeah, I've seen you surrender and trustful so many times. And it's that. And again, maybe that's the message to the listener is that the more that we can just let go of our own expectations, it really you know, use this phrase a lot, you know, it really allows God to show up and show off, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, it's our expectations of how things are going to happen that sometimes limit, limit us. And if you, if I think about the, the seven months or whatever it is that since we've connected, um, we've been through a lot of change, right? There's been a lot of mm-hmm. awareness that's increased. And it's that, again, maybe that's part of the, the main reason for this podcast is to, things can change quickly. Mm-hmm things can evolve and it can feel like there's just no way out. It can feel like you're, you're stuck in a black hole in a kind of a dark space. And, but actually it's really important. You keep going. You really important that you realize that life goes through phases. Mm -hmm. And if you are trying to discover your purpose and really kind of rebirth, it can be, can be emotional. It can be painful, Mm -hmm. but it's like, if I think about the time, you know, you've been here three times, We've experienced things like the Midak Theatre, which was like a magical moment of just experience magic in, in a place in Cornwall. Um, we've been to see shows, and but we've created in, in so many amazing things like recording this podcast, mm-hmm. like creating the mentorship program, which we'll talk on a future podcast, but it's all about, that was channeled. That was something that came through that we knew it was going to allow us to mentor mentors. And mm-hmm. yeah, my vision has always been, I want to touch millions of people Mm -hmm. and I know I can't do that on my own but it's like what if we do that by 
touching many lives. What if we do that by mentoring mentors who go on to mentor other mentors who then touch millions of people? So, you know, it's just that if we're, if we're open to something different, then I really believe the universe shows up with something different. I agree. And I think that there's this dance that you do with the universe of like the surrender and then the trying to anticipate what's next, right? Like in the excitement of what's building with soul center, I would love to be able to, you know, shoot forward a few steps and be like, this is what we're creating. And yet there's such beauty in just watching it unfold. Um, and what a blessing it's been to have the experience of the last year. You know, I've come into more awareness of who I am and how I'm showing up in the world. And I've finally written a book. Uh, and it's been a very different experience than I ever would have anticipated, but it's also given me the time to look back introspectively at my life and pick up the lessons and be really clear on what they are and to try to share it with as many people as I can. And how beautiful is that? Is knowing that everything is a lesson and that whatever we're going through is meant to be shared. You know, what if this podcast, what if your book, um, what if Soul Center whatever, what if it inspires one person, hundreds of people, thousands of people, millions of people to truly realize that the biggest thing is you have a choice. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're going through right now, you have a choice. And it's, it's realizing that, you know, sometimes we, we feel we're in a space where we have no choice. We always have a choice. And it's sometimes it is surrendering, whatever that looks like. And maybe it is an emotional roller coaster. Maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's, a des- it's, it's more about the journey and experiencing the journey and truly appreciating the magic moments in that journey mm-hmm. and using them to inspire you and to inspire other people what this is really about. So I would love this episode. We didn't really plan the journey of where it was going to take us we just knew that we wanted to share kind of what what surrender looks like and um you know how important it is to move out your own way to truly truly shine your light this is the period for us to truly figure out how we're shining our light and we just wanted to kind of be real with everybody be real with everyone in terms of this journey can be difficult it can be emotional it can be painful but ultimately there's a reason for everything that happens to us and it serves us in some kind of way so um stacy as we close what would you like to share with our listeners there's a lot of beauty in the surrender (laughs) and um be open to a lot more than what you even could have anticipated when you truly let God show up and show off. I love that. And just, yeah, just to reiterate that, everything that's happening is happening. Just change your question and maybe just take a moment and ask God to show off. 
maybe just take that moment to truly surrender and and be in be in that space of just magic we all have expectations we all have things and expect things to be a certain way what if we truly truly let moved our own way and truly be open to magic and surrendered and made that choice to surrender i've um yeah this episode has been a bit different we just wanted to come in and come on and just have a chat and just share um, you'll hear more from stacy in future episodes i'm sure i'm also going to do and um launch and i never have a a recording of an Akashic download ready, which I'll post shortly too. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know if you, there's any topics you'd like to cover us for us to cover in the future. And I always, always remind people, you know, how are you shining your light today? How are you shining your light on you today? What are you? What can you do today that's going to lift your soul? I feel super blessed by all the feedback and everyone that's listening listening to this podcast. I get lots of feedback and lots of messages. So thank you for that. If there is any topics you'd like us to cover, let, let me know. I'm sending everyone that's listening so much love and light, sending you all so much love, and thank you for being here. This is Nimesh and Stacey, closing this episode, and we'll be back soon. Thank you.